Welcome to the Play It By Ear podcast, the podcast where the topics have been varied because, hey, we play it by ear. And now your hosts, Eric Fiscus and Brady Lining. Hey there, hi there, who there? Hey, hey. What kind of, what kind of dance was that? That... Look. It's a dance where the primary movement is from the waist up since I'm sitting. So it's somewhere between busting a move and used car inflatable. So it's <laughs> it's kind of like in between that. <laughs> oh, anyway. Uh, hello, Maxwell. Hello, Savannah. Maxwell. Savannah, Savannah. Savannah. Very good. All right, welcome to episode 109. Did you say nine? Five and four at nine. <laughs> Was that Bugs Bunny or Popeye? Popeye, I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, episode 109, the Play It By Your Podcast. I'm Eric Fiscus, my cohort, my compatriot in crime, in comedy. Brady More Lange. in crime than comedy, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> no, so. we're kidding. We're kidding. We don't want the federalities busting down our door. Well, we we think we're funny as hell. So yeah, because we well, say so. Exactly. All right. So uh, three people can't be wrong. Yeah, all right. There you go. Uh, actually, sixteen thousand plays of this show. Over sixteen thousand in the history of this show. That's a lot of plays. That I mean, is a really lot bad. of plays for a small outfit. I'm very proud of that. Yeah, I mean. Not to toot our own, yeah, toot our own horn, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Visit our website, <laughs> www.playbyyourpodcast.com. And if you have not been here before, each of us come to the table with a topic. We talk about said topic for 20-ish minutes. Uh, pretty much exhaust said topic. <laughs> And move the on. Equine is flogged. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we we lay waste to the topic and we move on, just like just like the uh, alien ships in uh, Independence Day. <laughs> or my cousin Vinny. I have no more use for you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
All right, so we are in the order on the screen in which we will go. Uh, I will start us out. Brady will round us up. <laughs> yeah, haven't you ever done your Brady bunch before? I, I did wrong yeah. too. You know, after nearly three years of this, in driving a boat, backing up a boat, you would think I'd have it, but I still, I still am, yeah. you know, like I said, I'm still tempted when it's just us two to do the electric company, like, <laughs> in, then, I did it wrong too, then, <laughs> <laughs> oh, like I said, we crack ourselves up. Yeah. All right. Uh, like I said, I will go first. Brady will go second. And my topic, we're going to go through a list of inventions. And uh, these are from, my, my first list is from the 2000s. So the 2000 to 2009 decade. The second list is from the 2010s. So we're talking the last, you know, 22 years-ish. Uh, but some of these things I was looking through the list, and they, they may surprise you because they become so intertwined with what we do. It, it, I mean, they're relatively recent inventions. I mean, we're we're fifty years old, so I mean, you're fifty. You're fifty one. I'm fifty. But uh, hey, mere I mean, days, sir. Mere days. Fifty one, fifty makes us crazy, right? Insane. Uh, anyway. We're a great Van Halen album. Yes, we are. Uh, but you know these. Some of these things, the earliest things I'm going to talk about here were invented when we were 30. So, again, I mean, fairly fairly recent, 29 or 30, I guess. All right. So, our first list, the 20 best gadgets of the decade of the uh, 2000 to 2009 time period. 2009? Nine. All right. Nine. 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 Fraulein is not good. Spin. <laughs> All right. Uh, so these are tech gadgets. So some of these have been supplanted by other things. Uh, others are still around and, again, intertwined in, in the things that we do. All right. So number 20. The Jabra Bluetooth earpiece. Okay, so I'm going to read the, the description of this, and I, I think it does uh, a very good description of, of this particular thing. Four months after Jabber's Bluetooth headset hit the market, we were all freaked out by the people wandering around in public talking to themselves. While this advancement has certainly led to an increase in douchey behavior, <laughs> it's also probably saved countless lives, freeing hands for all that all-important thing called steering. Did you ever have one? I, I did not. Um, I remember when they first came out, and they were a little bit bigger, a little bit more protracted. And I thought I was just pulling up beside a schizophrenic person in the middle of a meltdown. And the guy in the car was like, <laughs> and, and then I saw that he had this protrusion from his ear. It's like, ah, oh, it's one of those gadgets. So um, I did not have one of those. The closest I came is my wireless earbuds that I have. I think they do have a microphone on them. Yeah. To be honest, I've not used them. So, huh. nippy gadget, though. Yeah. Right. Well, so, does this, on the list, does this parlay into Bluetooth? Because Bluetooth is flippity flipping awesome. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to Bluetooth here. Okay. Right? Okay. But, uh, so, obviously, we're talking about Bluetooth earpieces here. But I, 
I will say it was rather annoying and it doesn't seem to happen so much anymore. And I'm not sure why, because like you said, the, you got those uh, earbuds that you can talk on phone calls, but it seems like people don't do it as much anymore. But back then, like the description says, I mean, you would find people talking to what you thought was you like uh, out loud too. Yeah, like, like, what are you talking about? Here's the interesting twist on this. The etiquette had not been invented yet. Right. So they came and then people were just like, then I told him he better step off. And, you know, they're having that, you know, to no one in particular. Right. So, and then like, or at a crowded restaurant. Now it still happens a little bit, but you know, there, there is now etiquette in place 20 years removed. Correct. So. All right. So, uh, like I said, that was 2000. So this one from 2003, and this is another one I never really had this particular thing. I did have something similar. Uh, the Griffin iTrip. So soon after the iPod, there was the iTrip wirelessly transmitting those early playlists to the car stereo via radio waves with an <laughs> Apple-worthy sleek design. So you turned your radio to a certain frequency and this thing shot the, the songs into your radio. <laughs> That's one step higher than the thing, the cassette that would plug in the cassette deck. I had one of those. And enable your CD player. Yeah. So that's the Stone Age one. So this iTrip thing would plug into the bottom of your iPhone. So it plugged into the like, yeah. port. So yeah, I, I never had that because I never had an iPhone. But Yeah, I, I don't have Apple products. I've got a little bit of an attitude about it. No offense to our Apple people, but you know the iTrip because I'm paying attention to that and not looking where I'm walking <laughs> kind of deal. So actually that was... Uh, like the description says, that was to plug into your iPod back in the day, not your yeah. iPhone, because the iPhone in 2003 had not been invented yet. So. Oh, yeah. All right, number 18. Now, you know my consternation for these particular items in the world. Uh, they have been discussed many times on this show. Uh, from the very beginning of this show, as a matter of fact, I believe in episode one, Ooh. if I were world czar, my first topic <laughs> ever, I said I would vanquish these devices. However, in the realm of these devices, this is the best. The Accelerator Hand Dryer, 2003. And we're talking about the ones that sound like a jet taking off when you put your hands underneath. Every school. Now, I'm farther away from the restroom at my new job than I was last year. Yeah. But at my the place I've been employed the previous few years, it sounds like an F-16 taking off and landing. And pity the poor teacher across the hallway during testing. We actually disable them because it's hard, it's hard to test when somebody's landing an A-10 warthog across the street <laughs> or across the hallway from you. So, yeah, hand dryers, A, they you know don't work as well as we would like yeah. them to. And right. then when you have those super-powered ones, you know, so uh, in my former job, uh, these accelerator hand dryers replaced the old ones where you basically, if you just went, you would dry your hands better than putting your hand under that thing. But the unintended consequence was it scared the crap out of kindergartners. 
They oh yeah, their hands under there, and they would just <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, go crazy. It was awful. So, what is more traumatic, that going off or the auto flusher? Well, this sounds like say. it's taking you into the seventh level of hell. Right between the auto flush and that, I mean, we had traumatized kindergartners all over the place. But all right, so the description here: as mankind ventures further into the technological wonders of Tomorrowland, let us not forget. That it's the small things that matter most. Humans continue to streamline lavatory visits with as little hand contact as possible. <laughs> Seems like it all started with the automatic paper towel dispenser, which is awesome, by the way. <laughs> as awful as hand dryers are, the automatic paper towel dispenser is outstanding and probably one of the best inventions ever. Oh, yeah. The only problem I have with that one is you have to program the thing so an appropriate amount of towel comes out. Yeah, if, when, when if they you give you a little... postage stamp square and you have any combination of mucus, feces, or anything near your hands and you have to try to dry your soiled hands with a postage stamp, it's kind of an epic no, fail. I mean, you, you just got to take your hand under about 17 times <laughs> to get the appropriate amount of paper <laughs> to dry <laughs> off. Like Jam Master Jay, you're like, wah, 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 <laughs> on this end of things <laughs> flying out. So speaking of that, now I'm going lupine diversion here. So you have all these hand-free items, the hand dryer, the the hand, the, the towel dispenser, and the faucet, and the and the toilet. Now, why is it the ones that involve water are the most um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Stingy with the product? No, 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 no. You can't count on them. Oh, faulty. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, Have you ever found yourself in the position where your hands are covered and you really need it to work, and then you're running your hands back and forth and nothing comes out? That That is infuriating. <laughs> is it that faulty? is more infuriating than the hand dryer, as a matter of fact. But, but, but your first face is in fury. It's horror. It's like, because you know there's no water going to come out of there. Well, because you're sitting there going. That's what the dance was at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get the water to come out. Okay. So uh, I'm not going to read this whole, it's kind of a rather lengthy description. However, the bottom line is the last sentence here. Um, but just when we thought a trip to the restroom couldn't get any easier, along came the accelerator, a super powerful hand dryer that actually gets your hands dry rather than making you wait 15 seconds before you give up and wipe them on your pants. But it does not mention each time a little bit of your hearing goes. True. And matter of fact, even with the accelerator, I still wipe my hands on my pants. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Number 17. Which is a considerable invention here. And thinking back, it was it was it was life changing. The USB flash drive. Oh, now you remember having to save things onto discs, CDs, and before that the unfloppy floppy disk, and before <laughs> that the floppy floppy disk. But the USB flash drive. I mean, that was that was a heck of an invention. <laughs> Where you would put in the floppy disk. This is awesome. It's going to save my whole three-page document in 10 minutes. It's going to be great. Exactly. 
because you only had uh, 500 megabytes of space on your hard drive on your computer. So yeah, I mean, which is, a, you, which is about a tenth of what you have on your cell phone right now. Well, and here's the absolute mind blowing part. Keep in mind, I read this once that a thumb drive, you know, like a USB flash drive, there's more computing power and capability in it than the entire uh, um, Apollo missions, like yep. the spacecraft that operated yep. them. I've heard so. That. Yeah. All right. Number 16. I don't have a year on this, but uh, somewhere in that decade. Now, it says Bose. I, I guess we can just be general in this. Uh, Bose, quiet comfort, noise-canceling headphones. Ooh. I don't know if I've ever had or owned a noise-canceling headphone. I have, and they're wonderful, but unwieldy. Um, Kind of like what you... Well, well, dude, don't you have some on your head right now? No, these are not noise-canceling. Well, it's noise-impeding. You're not canceled, you're just impeded i guess but i mean it it does something and i can't tell you exactly what but it does something (laughs) in the headphone when you have a noise canceler to drown out that outside noise i don't know what it does but uh i put them on my head before i had an inexpensive i i i didn't have like the bows or you know beats or anything like that but i did have a pair of you know less expensive noise canceling it's pretty amazing so like those they're cool all right number 11 so i'm going to skip a little bit through this list because we have another list to go through the sony playstation 3 with blu-ray disc okay uh though warner's announcement that it would no longer release movies in hd dvd effectively ended the decade's biggest format war Blu-ray's victory also owes some credit to Sony's latest-gen gaming device, which, along with the Xbox 360, ushered in an era of mind-blowing graphics. And with the price of 1080p HD TVs coming down, watching movies at home will never be the same. Pretty um, amazing. Did not have a Blu-ray PlayStation 3. Um, I'd, I'd kind of moved out of my video game phase by 2006. I did have an Xbox 360, but... yeah. Honestly, I didn't use it much, but kids in marriage, I guess, will do that to you. But, uh, anywho, all right, something happened to this page. I've, I've lost half the page. So while you're pulling it up, um, I hope I'm not jumping in the list, but like, um, oh, shoot, with the Xbox and DVD and the, the Blu-ray thing, um, one thing that I'm going to miss with streaming, it, it it is flipping through and actually it's kind of the same way with CDs versus digital is holding the box and the liner notes and all the case candy that would come in the movie or right. so, you know, I kind of miss that a little bit. Yeah. All right. So moving on. Number 10, a medium we are on as we speak. YouTube. Oh, yeah. 2005. Having previously met at PayPal, Chad Hurley, Steve Chen, and Joed Kareem labored collectively to create what what's at the moment the world's largest video sharing website, YouTube. And uh, again, launched in 2005. First YouTube video to be uploaded online was of Kareem at the San Diego Zoo. 
I wonder if mm. that video is still on there. I guess that would have to go in the Smithsonian. That would have to go in a time capsule. It would. Like the first telegraph message and the first telephone message. Right. And and just like anything else, YouTube blew up when Google bought it. I can't yeah. remember how long ago that was, but um, but became part of the Google suite. Yeah. All right. Uh, Blu-ray disc. And we mentioned uh, the PlayStation earlier. I never had a Blu-ray disc player. And again, I guess I, I, I'm not much of a movie watcher, so I never felt the need to have one. Um, I'm assuming you probably had one. You like movies. Yeah, I think uh, my machine wasn't a specific Blu-ray. It would, it would play Blu-ray and DVD. Yeah. Um, because that was a pretty seamless transition, honestly. It, you know, DVD was dying so fast that Blu-ray players really didn't have that. Huge, like when the first um, VCRs came out, they were like over a thousand bucks. Right. And, but like the Blu-ray player never did have that initial, you know, first sticker shock, first iteration. So it kind of seamlessly went in. My, the ones I had just kind of blended together. So. Yeah. The, the VCR was a thousand dollars and as big as your desk. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, so the Blu-ray disc, by the way, 2002. Mm. Blu-ray disc. All right, number eight. We both have one of these. 2008. Android smartphones. I still uh, have one. Yeah, as do I. I've, I've always had one, never had an iPhone. Uh, 2003, Andy Rubin and three others launched Android Incorporated, which created the Android working system which might revolutionize the tech trade ceaselessly. This is one of the inventions after 2000, again, 2008. Um, in 2005, Google purchased Android for an undisclosed quantity. I don't think I knew that. Oh, yeah. I mean, all the Android phones have the Google. Um, they unveiled the Open Handset Alliance, a bunch of cellular producers that may work collectively to create merchandise to assist Android operating system. So that's why you can get a, a Samsung phone, a Kyocera. A Motorola. A Motorola, yeah. Bob's uh, cell phone. Right. So basically any phone other than an iPhone um, runs probably on that Android operating system. And that is because of that open handset alliance that was set up by Google's. It really was ingenious. I mean, it was. That, that was a good move by Google. All right, number seven, the one you mentioned earlier, 2000, Bluetooth. Bluetooth. Um, I can think of a few things, and, and I'm, not, I'm not even being funny, but it kind of is. Bluetooth has revolutionized my house. I could run my guitar effects processor. It runs through Bluetooth. Yeah. Um, I could say, Alexa, play me this, and it runs through Bluetooth. My bathroom is being remodeled right now, and my ventilation fan that has an LED light on it also has a Bluetooth speaker. Now that's so I could bust a move in my share if I need that's, to. That's outstanding. So, um, and it's such a cool technology. I mean, everything from your smartwatches to, um, well, heck, I've I, I lost track of the amount of things that are blue. That, there's blue teeth all over my house. <laughs> and, um, and, and seriously, I've lost, oh, 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 um, my LED light in my bedroom. Turn lights to purple to turn right. lights right. to white, you know, right. and it does it. Amazing. So, 
my, my only, and I'm like you, I love Bluetooth. Had a lot of Bluetooth things going on in the house. My only problem with Bluetooth is I have the wireless headphones and they're connected to something I don't know what it's connected to. <laughs> I turn the headphones on, your device is connected. And I turn the device I think it's connected to and nothing happens. So what device is <laughs> got one better. <laughs> My kid's room has a Bluetooth speaker in it. Okay, sorry. This is gonna be a funny story. So, do you remember that famous YouTube video from the past year, where the gentleman is in a large box store like a Walmart or a Costco, and he wanders up to the unattended employee phone, and then he flatulates into <laughs> the phone, and all you hear is and walks away. I was playing that video and laughing, unbeknownst to me, when that kicked in. It was hooked up to the kid's Bluetooth. <laughs> and Rich got nice because it just made this sound and it came through his speaker. So not only did that happen, but it was that video clip. <laughs> uh, priceless moment. So you think someone broke into his room and. Yeah. Now, to really mess with him, this is probably a little bit of parental meanness. But um, it was a thing last couple of years. I forget what um, I forget what video game it's from. It's Siren Head. Siren Head was like the bad guy or the scary thing. It's exactly what it says. It looks like a tornado siren on top of a stickman's body. Well, anyway, the Siren Head noise. I knew it was hooked up, and he was dilly dallying in his room. And I'm like, watch this. And I put on the Siren Head thing and start coming through his Bluetooth speaker. And he about, pardon me, shat himself as he came out of his, you know, oh, better hurry up. Siren Head's coming, you know. So there's probably going to be a couple years of therapy because of me. But <laughs> So uh, speaking of Bluetooth, Maxwell says there was a Shark Tank product where you had surgery to permanently add a Bluetooth system. in. Your oh, phone. bad idea. Yeah, that is a bad idea. Because what all of a sudden, if something else comes along and Bluetooth technology is, you know, when you're 95 years old, you've got this implant that won't do anything. True. Except when you walk into a thrift shop and all of a sudden your ear starts going crazy. <laughs> Not a good idea. All right. Number six, the camera cell phone, <laughs> the year 2000. <sighs> In 2000, digital camera telephones formally grew to become commercially accessible. This is one of the inventions uh, from this decade. While a lot of huge electronics firms started rolling out their very own variations, Sharp's JSH04 was the first to enter the market. So, uh, and, and let's think about, when's the last time you saw someone with an actual camera? Um, only professionals. Right. That, that wasn't a, a photographer making money off of it. Yeah. Um, can you think of anything? And I, this is getting real deep. Um, what an impact to society, positively and negatively. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because, like, it's amazing. You could take pictures of scenery, your kids, at an instant notice. But. <laughs> well, see, and, and, uh, that's all you need to say. The positive is you can take pictures at an instant notice. The negative is you can take pictures at an instant notice. Yeah. We'll just keep it at that. 
how many lives and careers have been ruined because of that? And how many times have we given thanks that there were no camera phones back when we were young? Oh gosh. No, we we, we were pre, we were pure as the driven snow, but still the pressure would have been terrible. Yeah. All right, number five, and I'm surprised this is number five. It seemed like it'd be higher. 2004, Facebook. Dang, so has it been that long? Yep. So from his Harvard dorm room, Mark Zuckerberg created what would grow to be the world's largest social media community, Facebook, then known as the Facebook. <laughs> the Walmarts. The, the Facebooks. Walmart. Originally, the platform was solely accessible to Harvard students. However, as soon as it picked up in reputation, it shortly expanded. And by 2008-ish, it had supplanted uh, the previous uh, record holder there, or the previous uh, king of the mountain, MySpace. Uh, oh, MySpace. What a wild west that was. Yeah. I only had MySpace for less than a year. And it caused me misery. Is that right? Misery. Oh, Lord. I mean, because it was so unregulated. And like, oh, somebody created a whole identity to like slander. I, to this day, I don't know who it was. To this day. Like someone created a fake profile in your name? No, they, they would post on my space this whole fictional story. About how I had a secret family in Florida, and uh, just <laughs> all these details. Okay, Charles Kralt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it, it 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 was crazy. But it did create um one of the best moments. I was walking through the living room, and something was on in the background. Some re- uh, some like one of those talk shows, like a Jerry Springer kind of crap that was on. And um, some guy was talking about how his significant other had hacked onto his MySpace and invaded his privacy. He said, just remember, it's called MySpace, not your space. <laughs> and I thought that was a brilliant quip. Yes. All right. Next on the list, number four, the Toyota Prius. 2000, <laughs> 2001. Really? Wow. It's been around that long. So Toyota launched its first hybrid automobile, the Prius, in 1997 in Japan. It wasn't until 2001 the car became accessible worldwide. Uh, Prius is one of the first unique vehicles powered by, each by gasoline and electrical en- energy. And it, it, it's awesome, but I don't know what I don't like about it. It's small, you know, because it is what it is. If it was just me and I was having to commute, if I was like in L.A. trap, you know, that kind of deal. Yeah. But it's just not, I don't know. I want to say something, but I don't want to offend any of our listeners. not Not everybody that has a Prius. So our earbuds that have a Prius, we love you. This doesn't apply to you. But there was always a whiff of pretension to a lot of Prius drivers. Like, I care more about the world than you do. Well, while you're driving around your SUV, look on my Prius. <laughs> you know? And, um, like I said, there there was just a little bit of pretense. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. All right, number three on the 2000 to 2009 list, the Wii. 
That's pretty cool. It is. All right. Uh, September 2006, Nintendo launched a brand new revolutionary gaming console, the Wii. In order to compete with different main in style gaming consoles comparable to Sony's PlayStation and Microsoft's Xbox, the Wii introduced a twist to gaming and allowed gamers to get bodily concerned about <laughs> their digital video games. Uh, from tennis to Mario Kart, the Wii was in style, even amongst individuals who did not consider themselves avid gamers and bought greater than 101 million. Please. There was like the even like the aerobics version that was not for children. But you right. put it like into your exercise thing and I admirable. They they gave it their best go, didn't they? Yeah, they did. So all right, number two on this list, the iPhone. Yeah. Two thousand and seven. <laughs> I said, Oh, nobody'll ever buy those. <laughs> I I said the same thing. Yeah, it's like, that's not practical. <laughs> so in early 2007, Steve Jobs took the stage at Macworld in San Francisco and revealed a revolutionary product, the iPhone, the smartphone that modified the way, the best way the general public checked out phones was a three-in-one product, a widescreen iPod with touch controls, a revolutionary mobile phone, and a breakthrough internet communications device. And it was revolutionary. I'll, I'll give him that. Yes, very much so. All right, so that's the 2000 to 2009 nine. So moving on to 2010 through recent 2000, history. yeah, more recent, more recent history. All right, so uh, this is uh, Reader's Digest. Oh, this was their take on it. Good gosh, Reader's Digest. Yeah. Are we going to watch Matlock after we finish reading it? <laughs> right after Murder, She Wrote. In the Waltons. <laughs> All right. On this list is the video doorbell. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's pretty darn awesome. Yeah. 2013. Uh, the original video doorbell was called the Doorbot. <laughs> which recorded activity outside the front door. This was a Shark Tank uh, initiative. Um, um, though uh, the panel of judges on Shark Tank didn't make him an offer that worked for him, so he launched on his own and changed the name to Ring. Oh, sold it to Amazon in 2018. For, for a couple a, cents. More than a billion dollars. <gasps> Get out! And the rest is history. You know, and I'm going to go one farther. Not only is it prevented crimes and solved crimes, it's saved lives. Absolutely. Agreed. And it puts the kibosh on the porch pirates, too. Yep. We will find you. And we will bash you. All right. Uh, next on the list, 2010, the Apple iPad. <sighs> Yeah, it was the first tablet, wasn't it? Yep, yep. A hybrid of smartphone, laptop, uh, providing a larger touchscreen that was used to control the device. And like you said, the very first tablet, uh, which obviously gave rise to many others. So here's the thing. When it comes to technology, do not listen to me for investing advice. Because when I saw the tablet, I was like, God, who wants one of those? You know, 
You got a computer. You got a laptop. Why do you need that for? And uh, that's why we're not rich. Yes. Okay, so some of the things on this list, I'm not sure why they're on the list. As a matter of fact, I've never heard of them, but uh, I'll throw this one out here. The Snoo, S-N-O-O. So this is the Snoo Smart Sleeper. Uh, Entered the market in 2016, designed to mimic the sounds and motions of a womb. No, thank you. <laughs> this responsive bassinet helps reduce crying and naturally sleep trains a baby. Uh, so so at, at what point do you leave the womb? <laughs> I guess that's my question. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you have to mimic the womb after the baby is born... Now, I, I will maintain my son, who is now almost 22, he could sleep through a, a hurricane. <laughs> a, a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Because from his very earliest days, and I was an athletic director, he was always at basketball games in a gym with a bunch of people screaming. He could sleep through that. We didn't have to tiptoe around the house because he just slept. So... <laughs> We're, we're making bassinets that mimic the womb. Uh, okay. I think I could recreate that. <laughs> I can't wait for this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So instead of getting all high tech and if you're on a budget and can't afford the snoom, um, snoo, snoo. Okay. There's no, yeah, it's not a womb. It's no, not, not a snoom. It's just a snoo. No. Not not to be confused with the schmoo. <laughs> um, it's the Saturday schmoo. morning cartoon, <laughs> the incredible new type schmoo. But um, anyway, I could recreate a snoo on a budget by just taking my phone or device, and I am going to get surrounded in water balloons. So it would come through that and like, and it would, and it would sound like, you know, various womb-like sounds and borborygmy and all those kind of things that go on. <laughs> hey, George Carlin taught me things were educational. I learned that the sound that a stomach makes, it was called borborygmy. Borborygmy, yes. Because he said the words sounded like what it sounded like. <laughs> so, um, bless you, George. Hell yes. All right. Next one. 2016. Facial recognition technology. Uh, what, what year? 2016. Dang. I thought it was earlier than that. Uh, popularized by Apple's iPhone. X or 10 or I think the X meant 10, but I think they called it X. I don't know, but I never had one. I, I disagree. Okay. Maybe it's com maybe commercially except, you know, produced, but I swear I've seen facial recognition technology in movies for far before that. Okay. So let me, let me back up here. Conceived by Woody Bledsoe, Helen Chan Wolf and Charles Bisson, 
Besson. Sounds like a Shakespearean troupe. In the early 1960s, facial recognition technology has exploded over the last decade. Uh, Specifically, Amazon's recognition software, which was introduced in 2016. So I, I guess I forgot to qualify that. Okay. That's fair. It's fair. Yeah. All right. So on the iPhone X, that's where it was really first used in that manner. Yeah. All right. 2012. Bioprinting. So basically uh, using 3D printers to like print body parts. and. Things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like 3D printer. Like, but for yeah. a, but I gotcha. Like um replacement leg part you know where they could make yeah. bones and things like that that's pretty awesome so 2012 um was the first synthetic tracheas to stabilize the breathing of struggling baby uh 2017 uh successfully built and transplanted a thyroid into a rat so i, I think i think we're probably not far from uh uh this being like used on a widespread basis. I mean, like organ transplants where there's just like a synthetic generic meat product. <laughs> Sorry. You, you know what I mean? That will, yeah. that would like, they would 3d print organs. So if you need a pancreas, there it is. So the, the method uses bioprinting. It uses the stem cells of the host to create the organ. So you only need a cell. You don't need, anything else yeah it's it's fascinating that is all right next one 2010 netflix streaming it was so cool and i remember when it came out i was thinking this is so nifty but the average joe will never be able to afford it this is going to be a high-end toy that will never make its way to the masses once again did you think the same thing eric I, I, I yeah so uh, we share a common mind i i think we are practical people but d- despite yeah. you know which again is why we're not rich we're practical yeah yeah we're safe yeah so safe. all right so of course netflix gave rise to other things and now brady i don't think you have anything other than streaming devices in your house for tv do you no, no, I, I, we, we cut the cord probably about five years ago. Yeah. So, um, and, and me as well, all my TV comes by a stream. So, yeah. All right. Uh, next one, 2013 semi-autonomous cars. Mm-hmm. So, uh, cars that can drive themselves or steer themselves. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's just kind of be a human being there, but yeah, not totally autonomous yet. You talk about taking a leap of faith. Um, like my good friend and foot surgeon, she has a Tesla that has the self-driving thing. And I asked her, you know, one time I was like, Hey, do you ever use it? She's like, uh, if you're from our area, route 32 is a four lane highway that is very straight with not a lot of stop, stop traffic said she will occasionally do it then, but you know, not completely at ease. So I, you know, I, I can't even hardly sit in the car with someone else, uh, another human being driving. 
<laughs> I couldn't imagine a car driving itself or me and, and a car driving itself. And it's funny this topic comes up because because just two days ago, I taught my daughter, who is now driving, how to use the cruise control. She's like, well, I've heard of it, but I don't know how it works. And she legit asked me the questions. So she said, so can I just sit back? Can I take my hands off the wheels? Like, no, because new generation, right? Right. New. It's like, no, no, it, it just keeps the gas pedal down. It doesn't steer you. It's not like a Tesla or something like that. Yep. Which reminds me of the, I don't know if this was real or urban legend. When cruise control first came out, they said there was somebody from another country that rented an RV and they were going down the highway and set the cruise control and they went back to get something out of the fridge and it drove right. off the road and had an accident because they thought cruise control was autopilot. Right. But I don't think there's ever been a verification of that story. Urban legend. Yeah. All right. Next one. Uh, technically founded in 2009, but became much bigger after that. Uber. Uh, start off as an app for people in San Francisco who wanted to order a car ride via their smartphone. Has turned into a several billion dollar worldwide company and inspired competitors like Lyft and Juno. Um, I'm not familiar with the last one. Yeah, I've never heard of Juno. I've, I've used uh-huh. Lyft. I've used Uber. Yeah, um, Vegas last year in late September, um, the, our whole transportation thing was Uber. Yep. From the airport, back to the airport, to the concert, getting around um, was definitely Uber, and it worked flawlessly. Yep. So, so same mad here. props. Yep. All right, next, 2010. Instagrams. And I, I've said it before. I don't get it. Um, don't chastise me, earbuds. But, you know, like Facebook came first and then Instagram. And I know there are some subtle differences, but they were same, same enough where I just went with what I was familiar with. And I find Instagram a little bit more unwieldy. Now, I legit think what Instagram is, is the hipper set. My mom and dad and grandparents use Facebook. I'm cool. I got Instagram. And um, it's more of that. But somebody set me straight what the advantage is. I I don't know what it is. Yeah, I I don't I don't get it. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I mean. The podcast has an Instagrams. Yeah. But but all I ever do with it, honestly, is I just cross post between Facebook and Instagram because they're you know, related. Yeah. Facebook owns Instagram. But uh, as far as me trolling Instagram, I don't. I, I just, yeah. again, I don't get it. All right. 2010, but really didn't become big until 2016. Outstanding invention, in my opinion, the air fryer. <laughs> the cult. Yes. I'm a uh, cult member. As am I. Uh obviously the idea is to achieve the same crispiness in fried as fried food and oil, but uh using extremely fast moving air instead. Um and and Oprah was responsible for it hitting huge in 2016 because she named it one of her favorite things. 
an air it, fryer for you, an air fryer for you. It, it, it is pretty nifty. There's only a couple things, and I will have to say that I was not responsible for it, but someone in my house um, tried to like simulate the stir fry of a zucchini thing in the air fryer, yeah. and they just became zucchini chips. <laughs> and it was messy for me to clean up. Yeah. So it did not work. That, that's the only epic fail I've seen. Have you ever been tempted to put something in the air fryer just to see what would happen? You know, like mashed potatoes or, <laughs> no, you know, just no. something. No, I haven't. I'm sorry about my barking dogs, by the way. All right. Next. 2010. Squaw. Otherwise known <laughs> as Square. Uh, uh, with so many people being self-employed and taking on multiple side hustles, we needed a better way to pay for goods and services. Enter Squaw, a, a small device you can plug into your smartphone or tablet and turn it into a credit card reader. Now, here's my surprise. Do you know who start, started and launched Squaw? I do not. Twitter co-founder Jack Dorsey. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. I'm going to say this. I don't think there's been an industry more impacted by the squaw than food trucks. Because all of a sudden, it opened up that whole credit capability and cashless. And because of that, food trucks exploded for that reason. Now, I don't have facts to back that up, but I thought that somewhere in my head. I think that's true. It's my hypothesis. Hypotheses. All right. 2010s, uh, 2014, actually. Smart speakers. Amazon's Alexa was the first, 2014. Okay, okay. gotcha. Uh, followed by Google Assistant shortly thereafter. So today... 26.2% of the U.S. adult population has a smart speaker in their home. Alexa, or multiple. turn off the lights. Yeah. Alexa, what is the temperature? Alexa is always listening, as is the Google whatever assistant. Hey, true story. I think we mentioned this on here before. I made an off-the-cuff com- comment like shortly after I got Alexa. I was talking about my backyard. I said, I've always wanted to put a gazebo back there. I swear to God, in my ads, there's nothing but gazebo ads. Alexa ratted me out. Yeah. All right. 2012. Actually, it started, started in 2009. Hit big in 2013. Venmo. Reason why it hit big in 2013, it was purchased by PayPal. Uh, now projected to drive, this is back in 2019, almost $100 billion in total processing volume. Um, I use Venmo. I wish more people had Venmo. Because, daggone, it, it makes life very, very easy. Because nobody carries cash anymore. So, um, yeah, oh crap, I forgot my wallet in the car. Going through the drive through your finger gets it, Venmo them immediately. The funds, yep, 
it's just a convenience thing. It makes life very, very easy. Yep. All right. 2011. Don't know if you have one of these, Brady. Mm-hmm. When you're conducting commerce. Oh, no. The squatty potty may help you. <laughs> the squatty potty. Though we have become accustomed to sitting on a toilet when doing our business. Many places yeah, around the world weird. squat over a latrine on the ground. And when Bobby Edwards' mother became chronically constipated, her doctor suggested that she try using a footstool to raise her knees while she sat on the toilet. She tried it and it worked wonders. And in 2011, the Squatty Potty was born. I think Squatrine Latrine would have been the way to go. <laughs> Squatine Latrine. $19 million in sales in the year 2016. That is literally full of squat. Wow. Ch- change the way many people use the toilet also helps spark a wider conversation about <laughs> digestive health and bathroom habits. Um, have you been ever in said conversation about digestive health and bathroom habits? <laughs> Not in polite company. Just well, we around my friends. <laughs> and it's usually the last on, the, on, on this show. So <laughs> I, I guess we're an impolite company here. <laughs> um, I, I had no idea that that was... It, well, okay, not be. It's a very simple thing. It's just like lifting your feet off the ground. I'm surprised. I honestly am surprised it took that long. Yeah, that somebody hadn't figured that out sooner. I mean, which, in all seriousness, they say that is the more natural uh, positioning to be in when you're conducting commerce. For who? That, you, that your body was built that way to squat. I'm sorry. I, I I have not wandered across anybody in that level of proneness in my life. I think it was a fluke. I think somebody's like, "Hey, I could go better." It, it actually is probably like some ancient civilization where all they had was like cheese and everything, so it became difficult. And poor Thag wandered away from the fire all miserable and probably decided to put his feet up on a rock and like, Ooh, that worked well. And then that, that's where it went. But I, I don't think it's just well-known knowledge that that's works. There, there has to be a story how that was thunk. Um, I, don't know. I don't need to know it, but I bet it's true. All right. Finally, finally. Um, I've never purchased one of these. I've, I've con- considered it. I don't know if you have or not. 2015 beds in boxes <laughs> the the boxed mattresses Casper launched in 2015 now there are many companies that do that yes my mother was terrified it seems to me like she bought a boxed bed and she's like now you mean to tell me for real this is going to turn into a queen size mattress And it did. It did. did. Now, it's kind of like 
dough rising. It's not instantaneous. Don't flop it out of the box and expect to have a good night's sleep in 10 minutes. Right. But it, it is a pretty much a miracle. It'd be funny to somebody like who ordered one of those, just bring them a bar of soap wrapped up like in the box. Say, here's your bed. <laughs> and then just have it delivered through a side hatch or something. And then they, you know, not clue them into it. It came from that box. All right. So there's your list of uh, prominent inventions in the year um, 2000 to 2009 and 2010 to 2019. And this will be my final word on that. There is only one gadget that I was on the cusp of. And I thought it would do well. And it did. And that was the Kindle. When that came out, I said, oh, bloody brilliant. I could download books and not have to go to the bookstore. I could read at night. There's so many miracle things. It was so slim. I, I when, when I saw the Kindle, as an avid reader, I'm like, yeah, this is for me. And that's yeah. going to be the only one of the gadgets where I was like, correct on. And actually, the Kindle was on another list that I looked at, and I, uh, I don't know why I didn't end up with that list, but it was on yeah. Uh, I believe that was uh, 2000 to 2009 sometime when the Kindle first came out. Yes. All right. want to once again talk about our website and uh, specifically T-shirts, of which I am modeling tonight. The Play By Ear T-shirt. I'm too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. You would like to order one of your very own, you can go to our website and you can click on the link in the top uh, menu that says store. And then you can scroll down to the bottom where you can see a picture of the shirt I just showed you and click on said shirt. And that would take you to our Buy Me a Coffee website where you can purchase a shirt. And not just being a shirt shell. But seriously, it is the softest, most velvety-touched, wonderfully comfortable shirt. And I'm not just saying that. I genuinely support, you know, the product. Not just what's on it, but it is a phenomenal shirt. As do I. So if you want one again of your very own, you can go to our, our website, click on the store link, and uh, you can get one. All right. Are you ready for me to take this away? I am. Okay. My topic is going to be everyday things that people do that are super annoying. In other words, that person or that thing that people do that just grinds your gears, sets your teeth on edge, and makes you want to grumble, curse, and harumph. They're annoying. It's very annoying. And um, I'm just going to get right to it because it doesn't need much of an introduction. So um, it, it's listed. I, I don't know how much the order really matters. It's just a list. By the way, this comes from scoopwoop.com. 30 everyday things that are really annoying that people do. And 30 is the negative attitude person. Now, I'm not talking about you know people that tend to have negative attitudes, but it's this kind of negative attitude. You joined that place? No point, man. Bad decision. Don't do that. Why'd you do that? Why'd you join that place? Like, immediately, something that you're excited about, they had to call the negative to it. Yes. 
So, um, just, just brings you down. It, uh, kills the entire mojo of what's going on. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's just the bring down. How about people who give you missed calls expecting you to call back? Now, let me define that. So I call you, Eric, and I let it ring twice and hang up. And then I call and let it ring twice and hang up. I'm not going to waste my breath and leave a message. I'm just going to hang up abruptly and expect you to call back. (laughs) And that's exactly what they sound like when they say it. Okay, so uh, I've mentioned him before. One of my favorite comedians, Gary (laughs) Goldman, has has a little bit on this uh, text messaging, which also was on one of the other lists I looked at, uh, text messaging. Uh, being revolutionized in the, the 2010s uh, decade, which I will say, uh, again, a lupine discursion, a small one. Um, I never thought text messaging was going to take off. Matter of fact, I spurned text messaging when it first started. Like, why do you need text messaging when you can call somebody? You have a phone in your hand. Why do I need to send a written message that seems antiquated? I think it's outstanding, although I do believe it is tied into the uh, lack of socialization of people. The more we get connected, the more isolated we become. That's deep. Yep. Very deep. Okay. All right, where was I going? I forgot the Gary (laughs) Gordon thing. Yeah, you did. So he was talking about text messaging, and people don't take calls anymore. It's like you have to make an appointment to call somebody. How dare you call me without texting first to see if I'm receiving calls? (laughs) (laughs) How many times have I texted in the last few months? Hey, can I call you real quick? I I do. I I never make a call without doing it, as a matter of fact. And I think the reason is because we feel like we're intruding. We're so connected, but there's no boundary. So... It's kind of like us installing boundaries where they can't exist. So that becomes our boundary. Does that make sense? It does. Yes. So I guess the ultimate question is how does voicemail still exist? Other than to be left annoying messages by companies. Ah, gosh. And when they leave the one minute ones. Okay. So I, I'm going to complain about this particular organization although they do outstanding work. I will not complain about the work they do. I will, however, complain about their uh, method of uh, eliciting customers or clients. Hawksworth, blood center, giving blood. You can give blood like every eight weeks, and I they know when that eighth week happens because they start <laughs> calling and leaving you messages. Now, I understand it. They need it. It's it's a needed commodity. Get all that. So the people that leave the voicemails, they will go, hello. <laughs> hello. The pregnant pause. <laughs> it's, it's like they have to say hello first to make sure it's not like a, a robotic, a fake number or something. Like they have to kick something in. Uh, to make sure a voicemail doesn't start or I, I don't know what it is, but it, like you'll listen to the message of hello. 
Hello, this is so and so from Hotsa. Come on, you don't have to do that. Yeah, that that, that pauses. I, I've had those, or when they say it in a question mark, where it sounds like it could be a conversation. Brady, yes, <laughs> and then it starts. <laughs> no. But that happens on the other end, too, because some people will set their voicemail message to be, hello? 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 (laughs) (laughs) Would you love to to give your voice message thing is like, what? (laughs) We want. (laughs) But see, you can't do that because there's that risk where it could be something serious or a superior or something that that wouldn't go over well. I think I may do that after I retire, though. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? Continue, Um, sir. Yes. Next one. Dressing room and bathroom selfies. Into the mirror. It's not necessary. Okay. I understand. Somebody's trying on an outfit. The you know, the ladies out there and they take a picture of the outfit in and send it to their friend for a direct response. Yeah. Don't put it on social media. Correct. Yeah. Trying to garner opinion as to whether you should buy said article of clothing makes sense. As a social media, Instagrams specifically. That's what that that's what I would suspect. Yeah, so again, absolutely. Like I, said, I don't troll Instagrams, but it sounds like yeah. an Instagram sort of thing. The next one, <laughs> foot draggers. Foot the, I'm so lazy to pick up my feet. I'm just going to drag them everywhere. Screech, squeeze, squish, squish. So what, what what if I have drop foot? Well, now, back, now, now there's reasons why the dropsy. But, but I'm talking about the people that just shuffle. Like they do not have the gumption to lift their feet that one quarter hey. inch up. Hey, everybody shuffling. Ding, 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 Oh, man. Um, now, I haven't heard anybody complain about this next one, but it still is horrific. The chain message massacre. Now, what the chain message massacre is, and they're being facetious, but that if you forward this to a ten a thousand friends, you will get good news, and if you ignore it, you die. You know, message this: "I love you. Be safe." To ten thousand people, or a puppy is going to die. You know, and it's just like what a horrible thing to even start. Don't pressure me to send something. I, I'll tell you when I want to send it. I will let you know if I wish to send it. Don't threaten me. Now, an extension of that to a point is those posts that people will put on social media telling this whole story about something. And they say, then uh, share this if you have a person that is blah, blah, blah. And, and 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 again, the call the cause is generally good, but like you read this thing thinking, this happened to this person here, and I feel bad, and then all of a sudden it didn't. 
technically happened to them, but they're tying into something else. Nothing. And uh, hello, Mr. Heron. Um, nothing will be self-fulfilling prophecy. Like somebody who starts a social media post out with, I bet you won't share this, but yeah, you're right. If it starts out like that, I go right on. I'm not even going to read it. That's what I was going to say. I will not only not share it, I will not read it. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that that unreasonably annoys me. So, Brady, do you, uh, as Mr. Heron says here, just let the puppy die. (laughs) Have you ever felt guilty that you may have inadvertently killed a puppy? Because you didn't uh, share said post. Oh, good Lord. Stop. That hit me in the feels a little bit. <laughs> um, let's see. I, I, I don't know. That this seems like it doesn't belong to the list because it's not about a person. It's just an annoying thing. But daggone, when your laptop gets extra hot and it's on your lap, you can actually cook eggs on your thighs because the laptop is so hot. Have you ever had that? Sometimes. I just it, don't, I generally it, don't it, put the laptop on my lap. But uh, I, I don't. Where do you put, put it? On, it? Put it on a table. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, not my lap. I know, I know it's called laptop, but I just... I, Getting I, the forearm I, top. <laughs> I, well, I, I cannot do my business with a computer sitting in my lap trying to type. I think that's uncomfortable. Why are you feeling the need to take the laptop there to begin with? What are you talking about? You just said that you can't do your business if it's on your lap. I don't mean that kind of business. I know when you say do your, <laughs> do your business on this show, that generally that's what we're talking about. I just mean business I in you to be funny there. I was genuinely horrified. Like, dude, Sometimes do you really need the computer in there that bad? You got to multitask sometimes. <laughs> Okay. People who think that their professions are worthy of praise. I'm a doctor. It isn't as easy as being a journalist. Now, I'm going to throw some shade to my own profession. I'm I'm a teacher. You're a teacher and a principal. Dear God, teachers need to just tamp it down a little bit. Yes, I know we're unappreciated, but, but but we don't need to shout it from the mountaintops every time. Yeah. So I mean, we we do important work, but lots of people do important work. Uh, well, well, yeah, and, and see, that's just it. We don't have to psh, nuclear physicist to try being a teacher. Uh, you know, everybody picks their professions and their battles, and they have their ups and downs. But it, it, it yeah, teachers, we are. We, we we we've been there we know that but but still don't be annoying about it and i think maybe some of that is that we don't feel appreciated so we need we feel the need to carp about it a lot yeah and, and i get it i get it but just we don't want to turn the tide more against you know what i mean right so another <clears throat> Another thing I just had a conversation with my daughter about drivers on the right lane going slower than slow, like, excuse me, people in the left. I think got it wrong here. People driving in the left lane and just staying there like they're in Britain. 
and everybody's passing them on the right. Yeah. And and the thing is, they don't get it. Like you could pass them on the right, and I will most generally in my road ragey self will issue them a steely glare as I pass them. <laughs> Let and me see just... your steely glare, Eric. Sorry, I'll try to describe it. Yes, that is pretty and it, steely. And, and, and it comes with a head shake. <laughs> but, a dismissive. But, but, but I think this is a bigger problem because these same people are just oblivious to the world around them in general. Because if they were not driving a car and they were just out walking, they're the people who are in the grocery store just kind of meandering around. You can't get around them. They don't understand that there are people behind them with stuff to get to and they're just yeah. meandering. They they have no perception of anything around them. You know, it just extends to a car. Yeah. I I feel that I am very cognizant of that. And I get angry at myself when I impede someone's progress. Yeah. But I do oh man. Have you ever been behind the person that's impeding progress and they know they're impeding progress? So when you pass them, you get the stink eye because you're going faster? Or you try to pass them and they speed up. <laughs> I mean, I just want to throw down right there. Well, I'm not even talking about the car. I think the one the worst one is when you're walking. Oh, yeah. Like like the grocery store. Right. And then you go around them and it's like and they give you that look. It's like sorry. See, but but the thing about me is I'm I'm admittedly a slow walker. I think that's why I'm cognizant of people around me because most people walk faster than me for whatever reason. Like I can't keep up with my wife when she walks. She's a fast walker. But um, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. There are those occasional people I do pass and they do give you that look. Yeah. No, my family complains about my speed walking. I blamed it on Ohio State and Moorhead. Um, that you know, just truck at the classes, right? And um, I don't, I don't think I ever. It never left my system. And I went to NKU, which is probably the most compact college campus in the United States. Yeah. So, um, okay, this next one, I, I, I don't know if this is still a thing. I think this is dying. Facebook game requests. Yeah, it is dying. Candy Crush, Farmville. All those. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think their annoyance is like it's no longer profitable because it annoys I th- people. I, I think people do apps on their cell phones now. Yeah. Yeah. Games. Okay. Um, let's see. How about those who rush in a bus or a subway so early, but they don't let people exit. Now, here in small townville. Elevators. Same Oh, yes. Thank you. So you haven't even been able to get out yet, and the barbarians are storming the gate. Right. Like, let me out. Well, but, yeah, I can almost understand the subway or whatever. But that elevator isn't going anywhere until these people get out. It's just going up or down. You don't need to get in. And it's not going anywhere until everyone gets in. So sit your butt back and wait for everybody to get out. I think the places that the place that I see that the most 
I'm going to go with sporting events. Yeah. Like uh, uh, something, you know, that where a bunch of people are coming at once, you know, that's my best. And I don't, I can't even really tell you why I've gotten in an elevator at a sporting event, but that's sticking in my mind. So, well, but again, I will go and talk about the bigger problem here. The bigger problem is my time is more important than your time. <laughs> I'm in a hurry. So I need to get in ahead of you. You know, even if it keeps you from going the same place as I'm going with equal speed, <laughs> I need it's to It's not ahead like there's you. a magical elevator for the first person in. No. Yeah. Um, the next one. The over, this is a thing and not a person. The overstuck price tag or tag where it is so sticky and adhesed to the object that it will not come off. Something that it needs to be off of. Think of like a mirror that you've just purchased for your house. Or and it leaves that glue film residue. Oh, it leaves that residue that will be there until you know the next. No matter no no matter how much you scrub or scrape, always. always Everybody, everybody's been there because you got out that butter knife and tried to get it. Yep. So you tried the smooth side, then you tried the serrated side, and then you just end up mutilating it. But all you made is more mutilations of the piece of film. So instead of having one nice piece of film, it's in a billion little pieces to obstruct your view. Or you try to use your finger and rub it off, but then it just smears it all over the place. And then it gets on your finger, it won't come off. <laughs> so that, that is correct. Yeah. The adhesive people get on that. This is the opposite of what we were talking about earlier. Those who choose just to stand when the line is moving. Example? Oh, absolutely. I've got one at a theme park. And you're in line. And the line is moving. But somebody's either... They're either uh, canoodling with their significant other or checking something on their cell phone. And the line has moved to North Dakota. And you're still waiting on them to move. And then you've got to make up all that space. (laughs) Now that one getting up there is important because I want to get on the ride. I don't need to see you tonsil box the person you're with and slowing things down. You you know what would remedy that issue? A A square gun. A knee twix the cheeks would remedy that situation. (laughs) (laughs) Which cheeks? You know which cheeks. Okay. I, was say, I didn't know if you were knee lifting somebody or um nah. yeah <laughs> a well-placed need to one's cossacks <laughs> but um all right jaywalking but not the normal garden variety jaywalking somebody who doesn't take the footbridge or the crosswalk it looks like they're escaping East Germany in like 1950 where they're darting through traffic, that person. And not only it gives you anxiety because you either had to slow down or avoid them, then you're wondering if they're going to get hit. Like like human frogger. Like human frogger, absolutely. There's no need for that. 
If you're being chased by Michael Myers or something like that, fine. But it's usually somebody just doesn't want to walk that extra 15 feet down to the crosswalk. And I guarantee you they did more running and maneuvering by the choice they took instead of taking the safe and responsible choice. Facts. All right. Somebody who gives the wrong turn signal. So they put the left turn signal on, but they turn right. I don't I've see seen that this much. very few times. Yeah, I don't see but that. When it does happen, an embolism forms right here. <laughs> I mean, it. I, I was dumbfounded. Like their blinkers on, and I'm slowing down for them. But all of a sudden, they go the complete opposite direction. And besides wanting to like physically assault them, I wonder what happened. What led to this? See, I'm more annoyed by the person who forgets to turn the turn signal off and they come up on an <laughs> intersection and you're you're turning out of said intersection and you're and you're looking you're looking at this person with their turn signal and you're thinking, okay, they're gonna turn. I can go ahead and go out. Oh no, they don't <laughs> slow down. Uh, and it's always the same four words. Whether it's you, me, my saintly mother, or the Pope himself. Nice turn signal and use orifice sphincter. That's what it is. There's no variation. It's those four words. I, I can't imagine Linda Liming saying that. Oh, I've heard her. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, Mom. I'm kidding, Mom. Um, so, oh, would you pay money, though? Oh, I would. So. I, I may turn into a tuft of salt, but. <laughs> okay. This one is grotesque. And adult, actually, anybody over the age of six, this shouldn't happen. And that is bad peeing aims. Now, I'm not be I'm not talking about somebody who went quickly and didn't raise a seat. I'm talking about Mr. Showerhead that like they probably okay. hit everything but the toilet bowl. Okay, now I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take some exception to this. Okay? <laughs> oh please because, don't tell me you don't think it's gross. Well, no, it's it's not cooth. I will give you that. But when you're fifty years old. Things don't work as they used to. Be. <laughs> you you do get that uh, uh, that that shower setting on the garden hose, so to speak, when you're this not entering into too it. much information. So, uh, you know, sometimes it happens, and you and you don't mean for it. To okay, be. but you know like what? A conversation I have with my wife. It, 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 it. <laughs> Well, then she says, well, maybe you should sit down. No, I won't no. sit down. Absolutely not. There's cards taken away when that happens. Right. But um, but no, it, it, and somebody could have that said shower head affliction, okay? But nobody would ever have to know. Nobody would have to know if one would just wipe it up. Now, sometimes 
it is ignorance. It could be the middle of the night and just not aware. You're on autopilot. Right. You're making the sound like the zombie from Scooby-Doo <laughs> and going into the bathroom. Probably walking the same way. So, but I'm talking about I, knowingly. I, I think that was. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was it, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, do that, that one more time. <laughs> I like the raisin pitch and everything. The second one has to be higher. The first That's one's in C. The second yeah. one's in C yeah. sharp. So it's like the bridge in a song. You have to go up that. <laughs> it's that, the key change. The yeah. groaning key change. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Get my funny bone. Um, but no, if one would just wipe it up, you know, especially if you knowingly did it. You know, because the only person that does that, and, and you can see it, they have both hands on their hips. They're like, ah, not me. And they walk both off. Hands, both hands on the hips. Yeah, that's what they well, That's what they're doing. While, it's while not like that. Whilst they're conducting commerce, is that what you're saying? It could be, but afterwards, nobody just goes, no, it's like, and they walk off. There's a pose, both hands on the hips. Um, Let's see. We've broken the top 10 to this list. And somebody, and we've talked about this before, but it needs to be brought up. The person who not accidentally skews into another parking place, but somebody who does it intentionally because their car is so important. I need two spots. <laughs> And like it was mentioned in a previous episode, it happened last summer. It, it stays with me. It was in Nashville, and it was at a hotel that we were stopping at for the night, and somebody parked their Mercedes right on the line, and it was the last space in the parking lot. You know the thought that goes through my mind every time I encounter that? What? Oh, how I wish I had a $500 car. I would wedge that person into that space oh, as such that they could not get into their door. If it were close, in proxy, if it was across the street and there was a car rental place, I would go rent a smart car or a Fiat and I would wedge that thing in. A Yugo. A Yugo would be. <laughs> Are there any Yugos on the road? I Those were notoriously imagine. horrible. So I, I wonder. I mean, I can't imagine that there are. Yeah. Anybody who thinks communism is a good idea? <laughs> look at the Yugo. All right. So, um, how about? <laughs> okay. Once again, we're not. We are talking in polite company. When somebody has indigestion and they burp, <laughs> but instead, like, the, oh, excuse me, oh, sorry, man, but it's like when when they put the tagline with it to try to normalize what has just happened. I don't think you know what I ate. Here's the smell. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Bad people. 
<laughs> have you actually ever actually heard someone say that? Well, no, I've heard him do the very sophomoric, the better the burp than tasted then. <laughs> and there, there's just no sense in that. Now, if I'm with my friends, I, I'm with my close core, and we're being juvenile and sophomoric like we have been known to be. <laughs> and I've just binged on Thai food. <laughs> and I want to sound like a foghorn <laughs> in a major shipping lane. <laughs> no, but if I'm someplace and one comes up, this is like, excuse me, you don't have to be cute or clever. It doesn't have to happen. Like, well, what do you think of that one? <laughs> so, so have you ever actually heard? Oh, yeah. Some, some, yes, I have. Someone in a public place yes. who has ever said better to burp and taste. <laughs> yes, I have. Oh, oh, my back hurts. Are you that. broken? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, but, but and they're liars. Even they're saying to cover up their social sin, but they are liars <laughs> because it's unpleasant tasting and it burns. At least the other way. Oh, I think the other way could burn too. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's not very good either. But. So, <laughs> uh, oh now, lord, we have, well, we have a couple comments about this. Uh, <laughs> Savannah wants. Someone once told her that a burp is a smart fart and took the elevator out. <laughs> well, <laughs> we have to go back to our friendship's history. Mr. Griffin, if you're listening, Todd, if you were out there, dag on a comment. The tournament game at Sycamore High School in the early 90s, where someone had mouth flatulence, where they burped. And projected it to the crowd. And you saw 10 rows of people faint, die, and have permanent respiratory damage. Because what came up was so toxic, it smelled exactly like it should have came out the other way. And it was one of the most horrible things that I've ever been around. I was 10 rows up. And I was wondering what was wrong with everybody. <laughs> And and the person that was doing it was aware. Well, yeah, was aware and taking advantage, <laughs> but said and said the taste was absolutely awful. <laughs> like <laughs> like like there was some something that happened. Something was wrong with, with, with it. With, with, with his with his plumbing, like um. But I still remember that this side his body was not working as it should. <laughs> The, the thing I remember most about that, besides the obvious, is the look on the person's face was like the cat that ate the canary. Like, Well, it, it was the cat that ate the canary after he got done going, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> It was a horrible uh, thing. So, so, so uh, Mr. Heron says better through the chimney than the sewer pipe. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a variation on better to burp and taste it. Than 
Um, and by the, and by the way, Jim, no, I, that's not the sound I make when I I don't try to pee. I do pee. <laughs> I'll make that sound. It's it's the Scooby Doo zombie. <laughs> <laughs> One more time, Eric. Oh. Key change. <laughs> when I'm having a bad day, I'm gonna call you and put you on speakerphone. That's just made me laugh. Never, ne- never not be funny. Who <laughs> makes you wonder? Did somebody actually sound like <laughs> you, you know what? What? What, what p- makes people think that? Ghosts and ghouls sound like constipated people, you know? Anyway, so um, here is that we're getting near the top of the list. Um, Advice from people who have never been in that same situation. Now, hear me out. I'm not talking about people with their hearts in the right place. and trying to make it, No, I'm just like, somebody comes up like, man, I was in Thailand and the traffic was so bad. Oh, it's like that all the time. Oh, you've been to Thailand? No. <laughs> so they, they offer advice like, well, what you need to do is do this, blah, 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 blah. Oh, you've been there? No. Like they have this yeah. secret wealth of knowledge. Now, mind you, me and you both, we, we had that broad and wide and thin knowledge an, pool. An, an inch deep and 10 miles wide. Is yeah. How I always describe it. But we would never have the chutzpah to like overhear a conversation in the airport or in line. It's like, well, when I'm crocheting, this happens. And me say, well, why don't you try, (laughs) you know? Right. So anyway, people who use a million hashtags unnecessarily, like why hashtag would hashtag you hashtag use hashtag so many, you know, it does get a little bit annoying. I think there should be a federal law. You get three hashtags and then you pay a tax on each time it comes immediately out of your account. So I wonder if those people understand the purpose of a hashtag. Now, the purpose of a hashtag is so you can find threads of conversations about that same topic. There so, is not. There, there is not going to be a a topic conversation that is hashtag would w o u l d. See, I'm I'm with you there. Yeah, like um the, the people that okay, I'm trying not to get myself drunk. Okay, the, 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 there's a certain kind of people well okay let's be honest they usually are trying to stir drama online on social media and it's like hashtag rude hashtag i'm over it. okay well then try searching it i'm over it and see what pops up stop hashtagging it well if you're over it why are you talking about it and not only that they're using it like punctuation to make what they're saying more important right it's not hashtag purpose it's like mega exclamation quotation marks they think they're making on their statement yes there we go got i got a little bit lathered up about that one <laughs> um okay now this is just an annoying thing and i will admit it yeah grates on me and it's irrational when you have cleaned your laptop or your tablet screen or the touch screen on your computer 
So it's a beautiful sheen. And five seconds later, it looks like something with tiny butt cheeks has left prints all over your screen and smudges. It's like, I just spent 10 minutes cleaning this to perfection and it took it 30 seconds to be ruined. I don't generally pay attention to those things. I try to just change the angle of the screen so I don't see it. Yeah. Okay. People who do weird shorthand on purpose when they're texting. So uh, for those of you without videos out there in audio land, I'm just going to describe it. So let's say I say, hey, what's up? So the H is capitalized. The E is not. The Y is capitalized. The W is not. The H is capitalized. And, or they put little wingdings in it, and then you had to translate what's going on. Yeah. I'm not I'm talking right. about autocorrect fails, but people who do it purposely. See, I think at times that style is used to make fun of someone or throw shade at them. Like you're yeah. saying something stupid, so therefore I'm going to write it like this so it looks stupid. Yeah. Or, okay, let's get real specific. There's texties and things, but why type a word incorrectly? And if you're not trying to be funny, but it's the same amount of letters. Why will people say K-E-W-L for cool when it takes the same, same amount of digital movement to write C-O-O-L. a matter of fact, I would maintain it's easier to write C-O-O-L because of the repeating O. There you go. You are doing more work to write K-E-W-L trying to look C-O-O-L than just writing the word. And then it just inspires me to want to do something back. That's K-H-U-L-E. <laughs> you should do that. <laughs> And then, then just imagine them trying to decipher that. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Like I said, typos, everything happened. But I'm talking about like just purposely make it. Okay, it's going to get me in trouble. I'm feeling a little bit worked up. I could usually guess the age of somebody 16 and under if they've done that. I don't have 16 and under people texting me, but I, I mean, you see their their input on different areas well, of social media, but I, yeah, so I understand what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it's like a secret code, but it's not. Like I said, it's one thing if you're trying to be funny, like we do all the time. Yeah. Like P H U N P H A R M, fun farm. We did that to be funny. Yes. That is a joke for us. I'm not doing it to be lazy. I'm doing it to be funny. Right. So <laughs> I dropped my P H O R K fork. Um but anyway. Uh, so um yeah, that's about got us to the end of the list. But there is more. I'm sure that there are other people out there who's listening had that thing, but um Oh my gosh. One of the things that comes to mind, and this is going to get me in trouble, the drive through person in front of you, you're in McDonald's. Chances are you've been there many times. Okay. Yes. 
it should not take you five minutes to order for yourself at McDonald's. <laughs> so, so I saw a joke about this the other day, <laughs> this very thing. So the 80 year old guy is ordering at McDonald's and he's doing it too slow for the person behind him. So person behind him starts like laying on the horn and things like that. So 80 year old guy goes up to the, the window to pay and he pays for the guy behind him. So the guy behind him gets to the window and finds out the guy in front of him paid for it. And then he felt bad for, you know, laying on the horn and things. But then the 80 year old guy goes up to the second window to get the food, shows them both receipts, take the other guy's food. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Oh, what a smiting that was. He had been smote. Oh, that is brilliant. And, and, and see, I mean, uh, I, I can verbally get a little bit cutting, but not off a bit. I can't go to that evil place like that. That doesn't naturally come to like devise something like that. Well, the moral of the story was something to the effect of experience trumps speed <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, Oh, holy cow. But have you ever in if because you, you usually have your window down because you're anticipating pulling up to the drive through microphone thing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, man, um, I, I will take a big bag. Does that still come with bread on it? OK. <laughs> Are the sesame seeds oval and not trapezoidal? Uh, all right. What shade? What shade of red dye number three is in the ketchup? And it, it's like, come on! <laughs> and, and it's like you've been to McDonald's before. You're gonna get a Big Mac and a Coke and fries. I will, I will not get a Big Mac. <laughs> well, <laughs> there is a good. Yes, we don't want you getting a Big Mac anymore. But um, for our new listeners, it made Eric ill one time in in 1988. Yeah, it's, haven't had one since. <laughs> on to this day, <laughs> like, a, like a like a. Uh... <laughs> That's why that made me laugh because I think that was the sound you were making when you were running to yak. <laughs> <laughs> Probably was. Anyway, oh, we were harassing Eric in his no, moment of illness. No, it's it's the sound you made when you hit the wall of stitch. <laughs> Oh, sorry. We're going inside baseball there. Keep in mind, this amuses us too. Um, But like I said, there is a plethora of things out there that really, really annoy people, but this some goes to the next, you know, the next level. Do you remember when we were um, speaking of like people that get on that elevator or that bus too soon? Yes. Um, That also applies to restaurants when you're walking up to a line and somebody like, all of a sudden they turn into Hussein Bolt that last five, 10 meters and blow you away to get there. And the stare down happens because you make eye contact. It's like, okay, who's going to break first? <laughs> then there they go. It was that same stare that happened in planes, trades, and automobiles between Kevin Bacon and Steve Martin <laughs> when they were running for the taxi. <laughs> yeah. You can hear the, uh, the, the Clint Eastwood thing, though. 
in the background. <laughs> but the eye was looking, yeah. So, um, but anyway, um, I hope you've enjoyed our trapes through the annoying. That was yeah, fun. That was fun. All right. That's it for us tonight. want to remind you that uh, our audio version of the podcast comes out on Friday morning, as always. Um, our audio platform, Anchor.fm. But uh, the audio podcast can also be found on most platforms where you find those audio podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and the iHeartRadio app. Uh, video, we are on YouTube, uh, live and archived, of course, on our uh, page, Play It By Your Podcast. Um, also uh, archived here on uh, Facebook as well and on Twitch. Twitch, Twitch. So did you know, I, I don't know if you've ever gone to the Twitch, but uh, it only holds the, the video for two weeks and then it goes away. So not all of our videos are archived on Twitch. But it's the Snapchat of video platforms. Indeed. Uh, uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagrams, which like I said, I don't understand, but you can find all those links on our website, www.playbyyourpodcast.com. If you'd like to interact via email, admin at playbyyourpodcast.com. If you'd like to leave a voice message to be included in the podcast, click the link at your podcast provider. And I know that uh, link on iHeartRadio's app is a microphone looking button that says talk back. And uh, you can leave us a voice message that way. Anything else for the good of the order, Brady? No, sir. Hope everybody had a good long Labor Day weekend, the end of summer and into fall, excuse me, pumpkin spice season. Pumpkin. <laughs> All right. With that, uh, we will be back uh, next Wednesday at 7 p.m. So join us then. Thank you, Jim. Yes. Take us out. Till next week, see you soon. Thanks for listening to the Play It By Ear podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter at Play It By Ear Pod 2, and our website at anchor.fm backslash Play It By Ear podcast. Thanks again, and join us next time as we play it by ear.